everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Linwood. Today, as we finish up this beginning series talking about how the fringe is becoming mainstream, we're going to talk about how me and many other people have begun to feel politically homeless. I don't know about you guys, but the last few years and the years before the pandemic, just politically, and there's just been so much drama and tension and polarization within politics, within Christians, within social media, within the media, that I'm just kind of over it. Like, I'm over it. (laughs) I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of trying to express what I believe. I mean, I literally am just over it. So that's kind of where this is going today and where my heart is coming from. I started listening to a new podcast from the New York Times called The Run Up. And it's just kind of like someone talking about how we got to this place within our political system and scene right now as we get ready for the midterms. And he's really just looking into like what has happened within our country, within our politics that's getting us to this place where everything is just so tense and polarized and kind of just fraught with drama. (laughs) And it's really interesting. I enjoy listening to things from a different perspective than myself. So this is a little bit more liberal than I tend to lean, but I am no longer identifying very closely with conservatives these days. So it's kind of, like I said in the beginning, this political homelessness that I feel and that I know a lot of people are feeling as well. But it was interesting listening to him talk because as he's talking about evangelicals and he's talking about the way evangelicals are voting and have voted over the last four, eight, 10, 12 years, it just makes me think a lot, as I've been saying before, of just growing up in my cult. As I hear people just describe themselves and the things that they believe and they the way they just think it's so important to, to spread their morals throughout society and to moralize people and make everybody do the things that they feel are right and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, guys, like this is why I am feeling so lost right now and so over it. I mean, there's many reasons, but this is a huge part of it. As our sides, if you will, become more and more extreme, whether you're on the left or on the right, there just becomes this empty middle space that I think many of us would fill and say, hey, this is me. I'm not far right. I'm not far left. I'm kind of like this middle ground person where I can see this perspective, but I also see that perspective. And I align with this thought, but there's absolutely no way I can agree with that. And so it just becomes this weird, awkward middle space. I'm just kind of done, guys. Like I'm done talking about it. I'm done looking at it. I'm done thinking about it. And I'm really proud of myself. I really have just kind of cut back on my news consumption dramatically. Dramatically. During the years of COVID, I really struggled to stay off the news. I wanted to always know the latest updates of whatever. And then, you know, as it continued to drag on and on and on, I got to the point where I was like, I don't think this is healthy for me anymore. And I'm at that place just with news in general because I'm just seeing so much exaggeration, drama, generalizations, just on both sides. And I'm just done. Like, I'm just done 
And I'm realizing more and more how much of this does not actually affect my day-to-day life and how much of my day-to-day life is a really beautiful life and how much of it I love. And there's no reason for me to be so emotionally caught up in whatever the news stream or YouTube or the social media want me to be caught up in because it really does not affect me in the same way that many other things do affect me in my real life. So let's just talk about some of this stuff today. As I was listening to this new podcast, like I said, called The Run-Up from the New York Times, it was interesting to hear him talk about the way the evangelicals are being influenced these days. And he was saying that in the past, religious leaders had a large influence on the way people viewed things. So your church leaders and stuff like that would really have a huge impact on how we viewed politics and how we viewed issues in our world and that kind of stuff. And that in the last four to eight years, there's kind of been a shift and people are being more and more influenced by influencers on social media, on YouTube than they are in people in their real lives. And this is concerning to me on like so many levels, but I think about like if I had been in my cult Nowadays, like if Bill Gothard had had the power of technology and social media and YouTube and all this stuff that we have these days, like how much more would his lies have spread? And I just see how many people even now are influenced by things that are so similar to what he had said or what he would have said or how he would have taught things. And yet it's not him, but it's still kind of that ideas there. And I look at that, I'm like, wow, this is scary. And you think about all the people now who are being influenced by these influencers, by people on YouTube, by people on social media that don't necessarily have any qualifications for the opinions that they have. They don't necessarily have any training or background understanding. They just have opinions and they have a lot of followers. And so because they have this large following, this platform, they're able to spread their message, whether it's true or not, to a large audience. And I thought that was just really fascinating that people are being influenced by these influencers and their opinions, which may or may not have any actual backing in truth. And the podcast said that the leaders in the churches are kind of struggling to catch up, that one of the big things that's happening right now after the pandemic is that people just aren't going back to church. There are less people who are attending church, and that's a problem because people don't come, people don't give their money, and so churches are struggling. And so one of the ways that these churches are trying to collect people again is to kind of buy into some of these ideas. And guys, I've kind of seen this, honestly, in the church that I have been going to for the last five years. There is definitely a religious right kind of a group that's growing in influence and in loudness, I guess you would say. And many of them do remind me very, very much of what I grew up with in the 90s. Things like homeschooling and having large families and having certain standards and the way you look and the way you act and who you can be as a woman and who you can be as a man. And like it's just very familiar. And I am seeing this influence my own personal church to the point where we are in the process of looking for a new one because we don't fit with this group that has seemed to be taken over the church. And the fact that I'm like, this isn't just my experience. This is happening out there with many churches in many situations. Like 
it's just it's just dangerous and it's concerning to me. Guys, we go back into this again, just like we talked about last week with this whole idea of dogmatism and the fear and the uncertainty that dogmatism comes from. This place of concern and this place of feeling of unsafety. And so people tend to get very dogmatic and to be very strong on their own opinions and their perspectives because they feel afraid and uncertain, but aren't actually dealing with those emotions. And that's what I see. That's what I see as we talk about this. And in politics, people becoming very dogmatic and very insistent upon their perspective and their view of certain issues and their belief that they ought to force those beliefs and views on everybody else because that's right and everybody else is wrong. And not being willing to hear somebody else and to hear their perspective and to hear their thoughts and to hear a different way of seeing things. And I really do think it comes back to that sense of fear and uncertainty. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm kind of tired of fighting. I'm kind of tired of pushing back on this. It feels relentless. It feels unending. It feels like I have this one tiny voice. How in the world does my story and the things that I have to share even matter when I'm just seeing more and more people buying into the lies and the twisted way of viewing scripture and the twisted way of viewing people and God and themselves and politics and um, they even mentioned on this podcast, the seven mountain mandate, which is like pretty fringe guys. But I mean, if the podcast is talking about that and it's from the New York times, that means this idea of the seven mountain mandate is really becoming more mainstream. And that is so, so concerning. The idea that Christians are supposed to be taking over these seven mountains of schools and arts and politics and all this stuff that we're supposed to be taking over and building a kingdom. How many times have I said, guys, that the kingdom of Jesus Christ is not of this world and it is not our job to take over this world and try to make it a utopia for Christians? Like, no, that is so wrong and so twisted. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing that I grew up with. And so here we are. And I'm like, it's just taking over. It's just coming. No matter what I say, no matter what I do. It doesn't matter. People are still digging into this and believing it because they don't have good scriptural understanding. They don't have an understanding of what the Bible says and what it doesn't say and who God is and who they are and what the whole purpose of life is. Like these basic theological understandings and these cores of the faith are just not there. And so people are being swept away in twisted scripture and lies. And that's really hard. That's really hard. And at the same time, like I said, I don't feel powerful enough to even begin to try and stop it. And I'm honestly tired of fighting. Like I'm tired of pushing back and not being heard. And I'm starting to wonder if this is kind of how the Old Testament prophets used to feel like as they just were trying so hard to share God's truth and people didn't want to listen. And I'm sure that's exactly how they felt. Not that I'm an Old Testament prophet, but just the idea of being speaking this truth that you know so clearly in your heart and just being pushed back on. And told that you're wrong and seeing people just buying into lies anyway. It's really hard. Guys, this whole fear and uncertainty and dogmatism and generalizations that are being made and just the move to more and more extreme, like I said, I just begin to feel this political homelessness of like, where do I even belong? But then I start to wonder myself, is this even really important? Now hear me out. <laughs> I know there's a lot of Christians out there who are like, no, you must vote. Like this is important. And I'm not saying not to vote, but is it really as important as we think it is? 
Or have we taken something that's really secondary, something of this world, and have we turned it into this idol and this thing that was never meant to be? Have we made something bigger than it was ever supposed to be? And have we lost sight of what's actually important? And I think the answer is yes. And I hate being in the place where I have to say, (laughs) I do not want to vote for that, but I cannot vote for that. And it's just, it's awkward and it's frustrating and it's, it's really not that important. And I guess that's where I kind of want to leave us today is there are so many more important things. And social media and YouTube and the media in general, the news media, they want to get us so caught up in everything and so outraged by everything and so emotionally driven and just drawn into because they are benefiting from this. YouTube people, they get money from their listens and their subscribers and their downloads. Like they are benefiting from this and they're, they're happy to go ahead and make you feel things that benefit them, whether or not it benefits you. And the same is true of media in general. And so as we become so consumed and so emotionally driven by these things and so caught up in them, I just have to ask, like, is this really good for us? And no, the answer is no. How much of this actually, actually influences my day-to-day life? Politics and the media and all the different things, all the different issues that you can get so caught up in. Little to none. Little to none, friends. And I look back at my life. If a Democrat has been in power in Washington, D.C., or a Republican has been in power in Washington, D.C., if people that I voted for have been in power, or if somebody who I didn't vote for has been in power, like, does my life really change that much? And the answer is no, it doesn't. But you know, what does change my life is my attitude and the way that I see the world around me, the way that I interact with the people that are in my house. The people that are in my neighborhood, in my community, in my church, at my school. These are the things that actually matter. Guys, the kingdom of Jesus Christ is not built on this earth, and it's not built in a government, and it's not built by power, and it's not built by rules, and it's not built by any of that. The kingdom of Jesus Christ is backwards and inside out and upside down. The last are first, the first are last. The servant is the greatest of all. People that you think would be welcomed in are rejected, and people who you would think would be rejected are welcomed in. Like it doesn't make sense. And yet, it is the most beautiful thing ever. And so, I just want to encourage you guys to let go of the kingdom of this world and all the things that are just so broken in it, the things that just wear us down and consume us at the same time. Just let them go. And seek first the kingdom of God. Seek to know Jesus. Seek to love the people in your life. Seek to listen to the Holy Spirit. Seek to get to know him, to understand what his voice sounds like and what it is when he prompts you to do something and how it feels to actually follow those promptings and watch him work through you. Seek to know that. Seek the kingdom. Not the kingdom of this world, but the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Be okay with politically homelessness. (laughs) Political homelessness. Be okay with not fitting in, being in this awkward middle place where you don't belong. And be okay with recognizing that this world is not our home and that we're never supposed to create anything here. And be okay with obscurity 
and nobody noticing you or caring what you have to say, but you just live your beautiful little life in a faithful way before Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.